Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Here we go, Galatians 3. It says, All foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of your faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the work of the law or by hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted for him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify justly, excuse me, that God would just justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, If in you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of the faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them for that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God. It's evident, for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Verse 15, Brethren, I speak in the manner of men, though it is only a man's covenant, yet it is confirmed. No one annuls or adds to it. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promise made. He does not say to seeds as many or as one, and to your seed, who is Christ. And this I say that the law, which was four hundred years and four hundred and thirty years later, cannot cannot annul the covenant which was confirmed by God in Christ. This should be made the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance of the law, it is no longer a promise, for God gave it. To Abraham by promise. Verse 19. What promise does the law serve if it was added because of transgression to the seed should come 
to whom the promise was made. It was appointed through angels by the hand of the mediator. Now a mediator does not mediate for only one, but God is one. In this, in, in the law then and against the promise of God, certainly not. For if, if there has been a law given which could not be given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. For the scriptures has confirmed all under sin that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. For before the faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the, for the, by the faith which would afterwards be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. Verse 26. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you were baptized unto Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave or free. There is neither male or female. For you are all one in Jesus Christ. And if you are, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen and amen and amen. And I got through that, praise the Lord. And as you guys know, I don't like to read. It's not my thing, you know, I'm not that good. But I tried, I tried, you know. And, and, and this, particular, this particular chapter, you know, it, it, it's just a continuation for what Pastor Jose was sharing yesterday. I knew that, um, and you know, he wrote about the, the gospel and the law. You know, so he was, most of the stuff that he was saying, he, he deals with what we're talking about today. And this takes me, and this takes me, you know, because, you know, we just came through a Freedom Weekend, you know, and we, and we saw that everybody there that was working together to fulfill a call of the law. The, the law, you know, and, and we were there working hand in hand. And all that that we were doing, we did that in love. And, you know, and we as uh, the altar team, you know, it was fabulous. You guys out there serving, everybody doing their own, their own part all together. And I'm there and, and at the altar praying uh, for those that are coming in. You know, I felt you guys' prayers. I felt you guys' prayers. You know, I had so much peace. And I actually... I had so much fun being up there, sharing and, and praying for the individuals. And it all happened because every single one of you was doing your thing. Every single one of you was pulling together. And that's what the church is all about. That's what the church is all about. All right, let me get started on this before my time is up. You know, it starts with, in verse 1. It says, Foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you. You know, so he's telling them, he's telling them, what happened? You know, you know, who came, who has taught you differently? You know, who has taught you differently? You know, and, and, and he was trying to get their attention, their attention. It goes, it goes into Galatians uh, 2.14 that, that Pastor was saying that yesterday, it says, but when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter, before them all, if you bring 
if you being a Jew live in the manner of Gentiles and not as and not as as a Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live, you know, as as Jews? So in other words, we gotta be careful what we teach. We gotta be careful what we teach, and that we, and that we teach and say the right things, you know, because people are gonna take it differently. And not only that, are we living for what we are teaching? Because we cannot say one thing and do another. We have to be the same because they are watching us. Every single one of us, you know, people are, uh, are looking after us to see how we're going to act with things. What are we saying? So we have to be careful with what we say. It goes into verse 2 and it says, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by hearing of faith? So he's questioning, when, when did you receive the gospel? When did you receive the teachings? You know, have you forgotten where you come from? He was trying to get their attention. In other words, uh, it's what I call, you know, he was pulling their ears. You know, listen to me. You know, what's going on here? It says in Acts 2.38, Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins, that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, so they believed at one time. They were taught at one time. But now there is confusion. Now there is doubt. Now they're doing their own thing. You know, and it says, and it goes right into verse 3, it says, are you so foolish? So again, he uses that word foolish. This is the second time. Having began in the spirit, are now being made perfect by the flesh. So he's comparing the flesh and he's comparing the spirit. And we were taught by the spirit. You know, when we hear the word of the Lord, when we first heard the word of the Lord, that comes, that comes by the spirit. The spirit is the one that touches us, that reveals things to us, that opens up our understanding and makes it clear that we can receive it. Because in the flesh, the flesh doesn't want to receive it. You know, the flesh is the hardest thing to control because the flesh wants to do its own thing. But with all of us here that are, that are listening, you know, we heard the gospel, we heard the teachings, and then we came to the Lord. And it was by the Spirit. So he's asking them, you know, what happened? What happened to you guys? And again, there was apparently, they were being taught things, but sometimes the examples that they were getting were not perfect examples. So they were doing their own thing. And I'm going to do a little jumping. I'm going to go right to verse 10. It says, for as many as are of the work of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law. So he's making a comparison because in the law, you have to keep the whole law. You couldn't just take one, one portion and use it and not use the other. You had to fulfill the law completely. And guess what? There was nobody able to fulfill the law. Nobody could, could go through all that law and meet every single one of them. You know, that's why they have to have sacrifices all the time. That's why they always have to go to the temple all the time, because they couldn't meet the law, you know. So, but in the spirit, when we receive Jesus Christ, that is one time. We receive him as our Lord and Savior, you know, and then we serve him. 
But then he's asking them here, you know, you, you received it by the Spirit, or did you receive it by works? You received it by the law. So again, he's trying to get their attention. And it says there in verse 11, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. That is exactly how we live today. We live by faith in Christ Jesus. Nothing else matters. We live by faith. What, what his word says to us. It says in Hebrews 10.38, Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So we live by faith. But we shouldn't be going back. We shouldn't be looking back. The past is the past. We should be looking forward. We should be looking forward. You know, reaching for that goal. Reaching towards the Lord. And as we move forward, you know, we are walking by faith. What God has for us. What does the Lord want to do for us? How does the Lord want to bless us? It says in Psalms 117, For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Again, the just shall live by faith. We live by faith. We don't live by what we see or what we are hearing out there. We have to walk by faith in the word of God. If you go by what you see, you're going to get all jacked up. You're going to be all messed up. And if you're looking back to the past, you're not seeing what's in front of you. And that causes us to slip. That causes us to fall because our vision is clouded, you know, because we're looking back. And that's why it's so important, my brothers and my sisters, that we look forward, that we continue to march forward. It says in verse 10, yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does it shall live by them. So in other words, if you practice the law, guess what? You got to practice the law. And every single one of them. You cannot be practicing the law and doing it and then walking by faith. It doesn't work that way. So, you know, so if you're practicing the law, it says there that you shall live by them. You know, and they are harder than walking by faith. Because walking by faith, we have trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Word. It says in verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful that we don't fall under the law? We don't fall under all that stuff that they had to follow? He says, but Christ has redeemed us, have, having become a curse for us. For it is written, curse is anyone who hangs in a tree. Christ made a way for us that we are no longer under the law. And we are no longer under man-made traditions. Because a lot of the law have become traditions. And I know, I was actually talking to a couple of the ladies uh, in the Freedom Conference and we were talking about how where we came from and whatnot. And I'm one of those crazy hallelujahs, one of those crazy, you know, rolling around the benches and, and uh, speaking in tongues and, and running around in circles and doing this and doing that. You know, I was, what they call them, a holy roller. You know what I mean? I got down. I used to get down with all that stuff. You know, go crazy, go crazy. But then, you know, one day my eyes was open. And I realized 
that a lot of the stuff that I was doing, it was just tradition. A lot of the stuff that I was doing was by emotionalism, you know? And, 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 and I learned, I said, wait a minute. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to force me to do anything that I don't want to do. He's a gentleman. And the Lord taught me, taught me to do everything in order. You do everything in order. And as we do things in order, things are made more clear. You know, now don't get me wrong. You play some worship music and stuff like that. I'm going to be, you know what I mean? I'm like Doug. Doug, he, he, he's like the Energizer Bunny. You know, he never stops, you know. I was watching him over the weekend. You know, he was out there. He was dancing. The sign was going up. He was going around in circles and doing all this craziness. And that's worship. And that's being crazy before the Lord. And I can get down in some of that. I'm not a good, I'm not as good as he is. But I got my own way of worship, you know. But, but God, you know, there's a time for everything. There's a time for everything. He says, he says in, in John 8, 36, Therefore, if the Son has made you free, you shall be free indeed. You shall be free indeed. You see, Jesus Christ has come to set us free. To set us free from all that bondage, from all that law. To set us free so that we can worship him in spirit and in truth. It says in uh, John 8, 31 and 32, he says, Jesus said to them, to the Jews who believe him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And that's what the Lord is telling us. You abide in my word. We are his disciples. We are his children. We are his leaders. And on top of that, Pastor Brendan constantly calls us leaders and pastors. You know, so he's telling us, this is who you are. This is who you are. And it says in verse uh, 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Thank you, Jesus, that I am free indeed. I'm not walking by traditions. I'm not walking by man-made stuff, you know, that they try to force upon you, that you have to do A, B, and C. You know, it says to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as you, as your Lord and Savior, and you shall be saved. It doesn't say that you have to jump all of these different traditions and do all this stuff. It just says that you shall be free. It says it in verse 26, 26 uh, for you shall all, for you are all sons and daughters, sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ. Sons and daughters. I know the Bible says sons, but that includes the daughters. That includes all of us. That we are sons and daughters through faith in Jesus Christ. You are my brothers and you are my sisters. He says in John 1, 12, But as many as received him, to them he gave them the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. We are his sons and daughters. We are his children. And that is a beautiful thing. That is a wonderful thing for us to constantly remind ourselves who we are, who we are in the Lord. In verse 28, it says, For as many as you were baptized unto Christ, have put on Christ. Have put on Christ. Romans 6, 3 says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized unto Christ, were baptized unto his death? So Paul was making, making a comparison here. And, and, and this is what we do in baptism. This is what we do in baptism. When we get emerged, our old self is going in. And when we are under that water, we are being 
change. And as we come up, we can supposed to come up as emerging from the water as a new person. We have new garments on us. We come out of that water. You know, we have new garments. And, and that's what Paul was trying to say, that you come out different. You're supposed to be different when you come up from that water. So we died. When we went in, we died to self and come out new in Christ. Come out new in Christ. So he was referring to them. He was telling them here, reminding them that you will baptize unto Christ. You know, you will baptize unto Christ. You will not baptize, you know, unto works, you know, or the law, but you will baptize unto Christ because Christ had came to set us free, to set us free. It says in verse 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave or free. There is neither male or female, for you are all one in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ. You know, and I saw this. I saw this. I saw this over the weekend, my brothers and my sisters. I saw this as this family came together, as Fusion Church came together for this conference. And let me tell you, that in the past, I'm very careful with what I'm trying to say. And if I'm going to pray with you, you know, I, I have to go back a little bit and, I'm, and, and, and try to think and refer to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want me to share with this person? But you know, this weekend, because of all you guys' intercessory prayers out there, all you guys serving the coffee, all you guys going around the church, making sure that everything was good in the parking lot, inside, in the lobby, working together, I felt so much peace, you know? And, 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 and for me, and for me, it was like, it was like I was blown away. I was blown away. Because why? Because every person that came up to me, the Lord at the, that moment gave me what to say to that person. I didn't have to think about it. I'm not, I didn't even have to search for words or search for scripture. It was so much presence of God that it blew me away. And that is because every single one of you, my brothers and my sisters, who are listening to me this morning, it was because you were all praying. It was because you were all in agreement. It was because we were hand in hand doing this for the kingdom of God. And I felt so much peace. And especially when I have my son next to me, you know, and, and he and the Lord is stretching him and he was there, he was doing his thing, and I turn around and he's weeping before the Lord. I said, Oh my God, you know, your presence is so good in your faithfulness, Lord God. Because of every single one of us, we are the body of Christ. We all work together as one. We cannot do this without you. It takes all of us working together to make this work. And that is the difference. That is the difference. When you step up to do what you're doing, don't think that you're doing something insignificant. You're doing something beautiful. You're doing something for the kingdom of God. And I know when I came out of there and I went to the lobby and I saw that everything was cleaned up and the baptism was ready to go and people were going to get ready to get baptized. And I said, oh my God, what time did they have a chance to do all this? Well, that's you guys working in the background. You're doing it for the kingdom of God. And I applaud you all. I applaud you all. Because why? Because you make it easier for us as we minister. You make it so easier for us that we can minister in peace. You know? And your prayers were heard. So I'm totally touched by you guys. Totally touched by the leadership of, of Fusion Church. Because we are a family working together. 
Now, my brothers and my sisters, before I leave, before I, I got to go, uh, please keep my uh, Pastor Jason in prayer. He's in California right now. He's getting ready for a funeral, and he's going to be speaking at the funeral. And I know my son, this is this is his first funeral that he's doing, you know, and he's doing it for, for a young man that he helped raise. This young man that uh, my, my, my daughter's at the brother, you know, they spend years together. So I ask you to please pray for them. Keep them in your prayers um, and all that. And also, I just recently got information uh, just yesterday, I believe it was. One of my friends from my from my debates, a guy that I worked with many, many years, you know, at the, he just lost his life. Uh, you know, they found him in the morning. Um, his wife is in, is in the Philippines, uh, and she's trying to get information to come down here and 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 all this stuff and 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 that and that kind of bothered me a little bit because you know you work with these guys, you know, and you talk to them, and and now you're getting all this news, and the news is coming to me. So so there's a lot of stuff going on, but we gotta keep our focus. We gotta keep our eyes on Jesus, not about uh, what we're seeing around us. But I'm Jesus, so I want to, to just tell you guys, you know, keep your focus, keep your focus on the Lord. You know, his promises are true. His promises are being fulfilled. I've seen it. I have felt it. I see it in your eyes. Have so much, again, I had so much fun over this, this, this Freedom Conference, over all the ladies that were there and the men. We had so much time, good time talking, you know, and that's what family is all about. We are a family and we need each other. You are never alone. You are never alone. So please, please, please continue to get involved. Continue to work for the kingdom of God. Continue to pray. Never cease from doing that. And please stay in fellowship. Stay in fellowship because we need each other. We need each other. I tell the, the, the guys, you know, out there by yourself, you are a target. You are a target if you stand alone. You know, we cannot be standing alone. We need one another. We need one another. We need to lock lock elbows with each other and fight the good fight. You know, if if if, if two are strong, three are stronger. You know, the Word of God talks about a, a three chord uh, string. You know that it's hard to tear apart. You know, so the more of us that we get together, we're gonna see results. Again, Maya, I applaud you guys for the weekend. Thank you so much for your prayers. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Please get involved. The best is yet to come. God is on the move. God is on the move. And I know, and I know that the promises that he has given you are going to be fulfilled. I know he's answering your prayers. I know that your, your, your answer is coming. It's coming. So don't stop. Don't stop. It's time to press in. Time to move forward. Time to, for, to fight for the kingdom of God. Keep your focus. Keep your vision on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you for everyone this morning. I pray that you would just bless them. I pray that you would just keep them. I pray that you would just embrace them in your love and in your peace and in your strength. I pray, God, that, that whatever they might be going through this day, Father, that you are there with them, that your hand is extended to them, that you are embracing them even now, and you're telling them it's going to be okay. I got this. All you have to do is rest on my hands. And allow me. Allow me, says the Lord. Allow me, says the Lord. Allow me 
to hold you and take you the rest of the way. Father, I pray for these individuals, Lord God. Pray for their homes and families. I ask your blessings to be upon them, Father God. Be upon them, Lord God. And I thank you for this hour. I thank you for this time together. Until we meet again, in Jesus' name, amen.